What's going on, y'all? James Hicks here from Infotainment News and ITN Live. Look, been wanting to do this for a long time. This being starting a podcast to go along with the with the site and go along with the other social media platforms we have. But been always trying to find the right platform to use. Right, been looking for how to get the message out to our engaged readers, our engaged viewers how to really how to monetize and believe it or not I found the right platform that's getting the job done that's going to be easy to use and easy to set up that platform is anchor anchor is a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing your podcast best of all it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use and now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Check it out. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. This is an ad for Anchor, if you didn't guess that by now. Check it out. If you want to get started with Anchor, if you want to start sending out your message, owning your own platform, broadcasting your message, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me, join the rest of the diverse uh, authors and owners of content out there. Get your podcast off the ground. Let us know where it is. Talk to you soon. Y'all be cool. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, depending on where you are in the world. I always start all of my meetings at work like that, so I figured I might as well start this session off like that as well. Uh, thank you for joining me. Another episode of ITN Live. We are rounding out season one, and I'm telling you, I'm definitely saving the uh, the, the winners for, for, for the end here. Uh, I, I've got a young man here who I've known for a good bit of time before I had all of this salt in my beard, uh, uh, before he was a father, um, just a while, a while ago. And we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But uh, sit back, you guys. Enjoy this 30, 45-minute session while I bring on Mr. Gregarious Narain. Sir, how are you? Hi, good, my friend. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm fantastic. You know, I uh, my, my wife had me doing a lot of honeydews today. We are uh, doing some things in the yard, so it's now a pleasure to sit down with you and, and just have a conversation, and and drink and drink my cup of coffee. I'm I'm an older gentleman, right? I'm I like like we were saying earlier. I'm, I'm over fifty, so I still drink coffee after after six o'clock in the evening. Didn't you ever find it funny that like our parents and stuff would drink like you know caffeinated tea at night before they went to bed? <laughs> Look, I still I do that, right? I yeah. I don't know. I I think once I hit fifty, it started affecting me. But until yeah. then, I could drink coffee all day, all night, regardless. And still, as soon as I hit the bed, I'd, I'd be down. But 
you know, right right now I'm kind of in between in, in, in the middle stages. So we'll, we'll see how it works, you know, for, the, for these next few months. 2020 right. has been weird, though. So who, who knows what's going to happen? Twenty twenty thing. How are you, man? Uh, t- tell the folks, I know who you are, but tell the people, give us the elevator pitch, right? Tell everyone who Gregorius is. Yeah, that's a good, uh, that's a good question. It's always hard to summarize yourself, I guess. It's a loaded question. I know. It is. Um, look, there, there's there's probably a couple of vectors worth uh, of ways to understand me, I guess. Um, some ways, um, you know, look, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur for 25 years. Um, and fundamentally, um, I picked up all the skills required to be a good entrepreneur over time because I didn't have any of that formal education, right? Uh, I started as a designer, uh, worked most of my life as a developer, uh, spent tons of time as a product manager, strategist, and then, you know, at my last startup, ended up sort of in, like, in solutions and sales even. Um, so I've, I've got so a well-rounded entrepreneur at this point. Uh, I've done a few venture-backed kind of businesses and lots of failed startups. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, I'm proudly and happily uh, a father to a five-year-old, um, you know, married to an amazing woman. Um, Maria and um, you know I'm happy to try to create the family life that I always hoped for or sort of saw idealized and now I'm trying to create that for myself um, and you know the, and then the other part of me is is um, you know much like you uh, I've become pretty invested you know personally in sort of sharing my experience my story um, and my journey and then that journey is is expanded quite a bit to include more and more sort of fitness and health and ultimately longevity, I hope, in the process. Right, right. You are, I'll say, I'm from the country, right? You're, you're a gumbo. You're a little bit of everything, brother. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're only mid-40s. And again, you say you've been an entrepreneur for 20-some years. I can name off, well, I, I know a handful that, that you've been a part of. I mean, shoot, we work. Um, tech stars, clout. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, now I'm flashing back. So, here, check this out. And I, I pulled this off of the wall. Um, oh, look at that. This, look at that. This is my, this is my old school clout squad that uh, Megan yeah. and Joe had sent to me. And, and so that was back in what, 2008, 2009 time frame? Yeah. That was uh, more than, what is that, 12 years now? That seems like forever. Seems like forever, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, you guys were on to something back then. Talk to me a little bit about, I guess, why you chose the route of going a serial entrepreneur versus going and working in a more traditional route, right? I mean, yeah. from a business perspective, because you, you lived in San Francisco, so you had all of the, you know, the big Silicon Valley uh, giants there. You, know, you could have gone and done a Facebook and a Google. And all yeah. Those, but you chose to go your own route. Well, you know, I'm born and raised in New York, and uh, I'm the first generation son of, you know, two Guyanese immigrants that came here. And, um, you know, one of the things I'm proudest about, about like my culture and, and my family and where I grew up was was the entrepreneurial spirit um, and sort of the ambition that was like weaved into their DNA. Right. And, you know, my dad was um, in real estate. My mom ran, was did a little bit of real estate, but also ran like, and still runs. She's 
still runs an ice cream shop in the Bronx every day. I love it. Um, you know, at 79 or 78 or 79 years old. And, uh, you know, so to that end, like entrepreneurship has sort of been in the family sort of from the beginning. Um, I grew up around that. I saw that from the beginning, uh, you know, at every day of my life, basically. And honestly, I, I think I've been an entrepreneur since practically like the third grade. Like even in the third grade, when I was starting to design, like I did a sign, little sign for my desk, you know, like it had my name on it. And then people were asking me to like make them their signs. I started charging little third graders. <laughs> I'm out there doing a paper route and cutting people's grass. You're yeah. coding at three years old, and okay. I, I, yeah, so I was selling. I was selling like you know desk art, you know, back in uh, desktop art for in third grade. Um, I, I went on to selling candy and gum like in junior high, and then school yeah. supplies in college, and computers at the end of high school, building and selling computers. Okay. I've always been an entrepreneur, but honestly, I, I got into med school. Um, you know, my parents like had beaten into me like you know physically. You're gonna be a doctor. <laughs> you can't. I, I, um, I know some of that. Okay. You know? I know <laughs> yeah. Um, Again, I'm, I'm I'm from the country. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, literally and figuratively, right? Like, and and, and I, I studied, I trained, I, you know, I did. Um, I, I have a degree in sociology actually from NYU, but pre med as well at the same time. Got into med schools and then okay. decided that this was a horrible idea and I don't want to do that. So. <laughs> Um, I ended up moving to, uh, you know, into technology more full heartedly. And, um, and that was, I became a tech entrepreneur. Um, and since then, you know, it's just been one long thread that I kept pulling, you know, um, when yeah. we started our first company, I was, it was a web design company. I was an art, I did a lot of art back then. I was a designer. Um, and so I was the design part of a web design company that I started with my best friend and another friend from high school. And then little by little, I became the developer. And then ultimately I became like a product entrepreneur, software product entrepreneur, uh, you know, probably 23 years ago out of that 25 working. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, I, I mean, I, I rattled off a handful of them that, that I can think of just off the top of my head. And I think today you're more focused on your founder craft. I, I mean, you're the, is, it, is that what I, would I be right if I call that an incubator or what, what would be the, the best definition yeah. of what founder so, is. I actually launching, launching a new startup. I haven't ever talked about it. Uh, so Ladies and gentlemen, we've got some groundbreaking, groundbreaking news here. Uh, yeah, and I but yes, uh, I am launching a new startup actually later this month or early, like just after 4th of July. We're, we're close. We're, I was actually working on the website all day. Okay. Um, but uh, it's a new company called Fanbase and it's like the third part of the trilogy. So Clout was sort of influencers, like scoring influencers. And then Shoot was fans to brands. And now uh, I'm building Fanbase, which is a CRM for your followers. So we're, we're trying to implement a proper marketing funnel for um, social marketers. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So you're taking almost the best of those two worlds. Yeah. And is the, the so the focus is on the, the brand as opposed to the influencer? It's uh, so technically now it's broadly on the account owner. So anyone, anyone who's got a following an audience that they built, but you know, as you know, we've all got an audience out there, but we don't necessarily know everyone in the audience. And so we built a tool to put them into a funnel and ultimately help you convert and close them. Gotcha. Yeah. So brands can do it, but influencers can also do it just to learn how to make better content or learn how to sell more product or learn how to create better ideas, whatever it may be. There's a ton of use cases, but 
Um, so that's actually my new company, which I haven't updated the world to yet, uh, which is called Fanbase, fanbasehq.com. Yes, but, I've, got, uh, I've got my, you know, early access request yes. in. I, I try to talk to someone who's at the company. I haven't haven't heard much back. You, you know anybody there? Maybe I, <laughs> I, 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 you know, there, there's a long queue of people waiting to get in. Uh, you got a guy? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But Foundercraft, more importantly to your first question or the, the real question, you know, for the last two years in between short sort of shoot getting acquired and, and moving to Denver and, and figuring out what I want to do next, I really embraced the idea of um, really giving back to the other entrepreneurs because, you know, a part of me wasn't sure, like, if I had another startup in me, um, and, like, if I wanted to dive right back in. And so I took some time. And what I really found that I really do enjoy is, like, sort of mentoring and helping other entrepreneurs. And, you know, fundamentally, one part of my philosophy is that, you know, if you don't teach things that you the teach things that you've learned, you actually don't learn anything at all. Right. And so um, I really dived into mentorship and other forms of sort of advisory work and, and helping. And so um, I don't take equity, generally speaking, in the companies with Foundercraft. I, you know, we assign a value and we do work with them. But like my goal is to sort of be a virtual co-founder to other founders who maybe don't have as much experience, help them see around some corners, you know, help them solve whatever problem it is that, that they think they can't handle, which they usually can. They just, you know, are overwhelmed by, right. you know, sort of the breadth of all the things. And so that, that's what I've been doing for the last couple of years at Foundercraft. Is it like an advisory company? And then Fanbase is about to become my primary day-to-day -day stuff. So there's 24 hours yeah. in, a single, in a single day, right? We, we, we sleep maybe two of them. <laughs> You're still going to stay at the helm of Foundercraft. I mean, because what you do there, I mean, I log in and watch some of your, your episodes and your shows yeah. and, and the things that you say on a regular basis. Incredibly insightful, right? You've got you've got a A-list a team around you and with you that are helping guide and direct entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, whatever the case may be. So, I mean, that work can't stop. Right. No. And, 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 and I think, again, you're, you're a critical piece of that because you bring in yeah. 20 plus years of, of experience, pitfalls, successes, and whatever the case may be. Yeah. So so when, when you click publish on Fanbase HQ, how are you going to talk to us about how you're going to mentally adjust some of that time, right? Again, how yeah. are you going to be able to? So I, I think um, where... One, I do it because the, for me, that's my my brain candy, right? And so I don't, that's like my release. That's my escape. It's a way to like think about new ways to solve my own problems. It's about seeing what else is out in the world. It's also like for my own mental health to be able to do that as well. And so to me, like the live content I produce, and by the way, I'm building tools for content creators. And so it's always like an ongoing part of the research of my customer anyway. Right. Like, so staying a creator keeps me connected to like the struggles and the challenges that actual creators are seeing, building an audience and having to maintain and grow an audience actually still keeps me connected to the challenges that I'm trying to solve for. So there, there's a nice overlap in that regard to the content side. I think the part that goes down is the advisory work. Right. So, you know, I, I won't be like taking on new clients, you know, past like a certain point. I'll, and I'll probably be reducing time with any clients I have or tapering down 
engagements that exist on the, but my team is still there and my co-founders are still there. So I still have, you know, Punkage and Marcella and, and Ruth and all my other folks that I've been collaborating with and working with. And I'm one part of that equation, right? Um, on the shows, I like to be the glue, right? Like whenever I can be to all my, my, my great friends that are out there, but you know, much like, like we can do now, um, those shows, sorry, they don't actually take any prep. Um, like it's part of what I love about life. Um, you know, like the good thing about being around for a long time and knowing a lot of people is you have great connections, friends, resources to bring in and have a conversation with. Right. And the even better part about being sort of a product person or a pattern matcher, right. Like me is I can have a conversation on anything. Right. And so we're always having topics that we kind of already know about in one little bit or another way. And so sometimes I want to learn about a topic. So I bring somebody in and we're just interviewing them live, but it doesn't take a tremendous amount of time. It's really just a coordination, kind of like what we had to do, like send an email, follow up. And that's it. So, so that part's pretty small in the, in the broad scope of things. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't, I think that's the part that probably goes down. I'll probably be less accessible for like office hours and things like that, you know, going forward on, on the founder craft side. Uh, but I will still be, you know, and look, we're bootstrapping. So like to some degree, like the boot, the, the, the other part keeps the other one, one feeds the other. Right. right. I love that. I love that. And I mean, again, when you, I guess I'll circle back as well. When you know your content or when you, when, when you know <laughs> what you're going to talk about or your business, it's, it's not tough. I mean, yeah. irregardless of what it is that you're doing from a day-to-day perspective, if you're passionate about what you're doing, if you know what you're talking about, and if, if you're vested yeah. in it yourself, uh, you know, look, yeah, we didn't do a whole lot of prep because we already go back and we know that we were just going to sit here and uh, have some have some laughs, tell some jokes. <laughs> uh, I may actually, you know what, I, I'm going to go ahead and take this time and embarrass you slightly. Because, <laughs> like, so we met a couple of times that I actually came to the cloud office, but yeah. every time that I came there, I'd go over to the cafeteria, grab a beer. You were in a meeting. I don't know you guys planning something, doing real work. Um, <laughs> and yeah. then this, the next time that we really interacted, I don't know if you remember, do you, tell me, tell me if you remember. I think we had a party, right? Or, or it was one of our events there's that you would come party. to. There, there's always a party. Yeah. We, it we, was we, like one of the, I think we'd done like an event for, I forgot which brand it was. I think what we did a brand, pulled a brand event for Cloud. It was one of our earlier campaigns. Well, you, I think you came, well, I know I know Megan was at the one for the Sacramento Kings and, and I was there for that. Uh, yeah, I wasn't that one. And Joe came up, but it was actually Pressnomics. Oh yeah, okay, wait. Oh, that's funny. Like, that's not the one I was remembering. I was thinking it was like <laughs> TNT for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so I found, because... Josh had me actually, uh, I had just kind of started, you know, really blogging and shouts out to Pagely because Infotainment News is, is yeah. hosted on, on Pagely. But I was looking back and I found <laughs> this right here. <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> Gregorius talking the business of, of visual media back in, I think, 2012 at Pressnomics in, was it Scottsdale, Arizona? Yeah, that was a trip. I don't have to say quite the same anymore. <laughs> you don't even you don't have that uh, photo anymore either. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think I have that photo anymore. I, I do remember that talk though, because one of the funnier parts about that talk was that I proved that 
you can use visual media to tell a story because I randomly chose all the photos for the slide. Like it had no relation to the content. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, I, and I'm, I'm in the back with my old Sony camera when, when the original <laughs> mirrorless Sony's it got yeah. overheated because I was taking video and, and it, it, well, now yeah. I get off that tangent, but <laughs> so, so, so that's how far we go back. And yeah. Let me circle back. Um, I, I had to throw that in because if I didn't, I'd, I'd, I'd be upset at myself. But I guess back to your utilization of time. So Fanbase HQ is coming out, Foundercraft, yeah. all, all the other activities that you're doing. You got a little, uh, was it five, six-year-old now? You got, you got yeah, five, running, uh, running around the house too, right? So yeah. I, I'm quite sure that I, I know that guy is just what's bringing that smile on your face right now right? because, because <laughs> I, 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 running around upstairs already <laughs> that's what it's all about right that's yeah. that's what it's all about talk to us about being a father to young boy five years five six years old now talk to us about yeah. that experience it is you know i i will say like there's a lot you know this day and age a lot of people feel like they don't need a, a child anymore. Right. Or it's like, like, you know, there's, there's a lot of people waiting longer and longer to have a kid. And, um, and I think they're missing out. Um, I just feel like it, it, there's, there's like a whole journey of life and I get it. It's a, it's a full on Delta 180 degree probably from everything you could have imagined, you know, or it's certainly it's a, it's some kind of, wormhole thing where you don't show up, you show up in your, the life you thought you were going to have maybe 18 years later. But, um, but it is, there is not, I, I can't really say like there's anything more fulfilling in my life than, than having my son. Um, you know, I, I think it's people think um, the thing, it's a selfish pursuit. It's like mentorship, but like, it's almost like I'll explain mentorship. It's like, you have as much to gain out of it as, as the per, the little person that you're sort of in or, or individual, you're imparting whatever advice, knowledge, experience to. Yeah. Right. And, um, you, you know, you, you don't get a, you don't, you never have a mirror on yourself truly until you have a child, because the second you have that child, it becomes this mirror and you're like, are these the things I want to pass down? Right. And because suddenly it echoes back to you, right. It's that mirror that talks back to you. And, you know, seeing a whole human being evolve and sort of become their own person, but like also be a part of you and be a part of like your, you know, your partner. It's really an amazing thing. And, you know, um, for me, it's been a tremendous opportunity for reflection. It's been uh, an, an attempt, as I said, I think I said in the beginning, really to, to I think, try to create the idealized childhood that I had hoped for, right? Like okay. as much as I can, right? Like, you know, my parents are workaholic entrepreneurs, right? Like, and going into my son's the beginning of my son's life, I was a workaholic entrepreneur as well, right? Like, and you know, um, honestly, my wife was really pissed about that, right? And, um, <laughs> you know, and and now like, you know, as, as things evolved, I started to see like that that's not how I wanna be, right? I don't, I don't wanna be, like raised by, I don't want him raised by his grandparents. So like I was, I want to be raised by, I want to be raised by his parents. Right. And I want to yeah. know what he likes and I want to know what he cares about. And I want to help him learn new things. And I want to learn new things because he's learning new things. Um, 
And, and, it, and so, and I'm not resentful of my parents. It's just that because I have a mirror or because, you know, even back then, you like, you know, when you're growing up, you got friends, you know, like, or you got like, you know, um, you know, you got neighbors, you see differences, right? And so you, you develop a plot line in your head about like what family is and what family, what you'd like it to be like, right? And, you know, having a child, having a family, forget the child even, it's still like a chance for you to create the, the future and the timeline that you think you'd like, right? Yes. Like, yes. And, and, and so I think like, you know, um, I got that by having my wife, right? Like first, like where you get to model and build a relationship and a life together with someone like that you can share it with. And then you have that with your son and it gives every day a bit of purpose, right? Um, and it makes every day a little bit a new, a new kind of adventure. Um, and I don't know if you're like me and you're a hypochondriac. It's like every day is a day for crapping your pants a little bit more. Like, <laughs> you know, like of, of what's the next thing that's going to go right or wrong, right? Like, so. <laughs> uh, look, let me tell you something. I, um, I'm a couple of years ahead of you. Yeah. Because, uh, so I, I've got two. My Our daughter is 18. Our son is 15 and a half. Our daughter just graduated high school in the midst of 2020 and yeah. going through all of what she went to or what she didn't go through. So, so, so that's one thing. Uh, she applied to college. Every college she got applied to said, yes, we learned, we told her to spin the globe, go wherever you want to go, irregardless of what we say, your yeah. friends say, your grandparents, whatever the case, right? So she's going to UCLA. That's tough, right? I, I, that is phenomenal. Right. We're, we're incredibly proud of her. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous how proud of her, but I mean, just that whole dynamic of going from birth to elementary to high school to now going to where she's getting ready to branch off and hopefully take some of the lessons that me and my wife have taught her, right, to, to stay on as much of that narrow path as possible. But now she's going to go off and do her own thing. So, so that you you have that to look forward to my my friend yeah uh and then you know the son is is a is the same but different i mean that's your guy yeah right i mean that that, that that's your that's the guy I, I can rough and tumble a little bit with my daughter too and 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 she can knock me down i mean she's she's kind of beat me up a few times but <laughs> me, me and my son we rough and tumble and and you know that that's there's, there's something very special about having both child, both, both children, but you know, you, yeah. you've got your son and I know you have your, your, your site, uh, letters to Solomon. Yep. Right. That, that you write. And I think, think you've written that ever since he was born. Yeah. You started just before actually. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, and, and imparting your, your thoughts of what it is to be a man, what it is to be a father. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but talk to us a little bit about why you started that site and, and what it's meant for you, your wife, and what eventually your son will see. Yeah, you know, so for context, uh, we have this site called Letters to Solomon. Um, and it's a it's sort of like open letters that we publish, which are written to um, to our boy. Now, there's a couple of the reasons that we do this, um, or at least the reasons that I started it. Maria contributes to it as well. And honestly, I think her letters are better than the ones I write. But, you know, I think on one of the things, my dad passed like 20 years ago, right? When I was like 25. And it was sudden. 
And, you know, I felt like at that point I was like barely just getting to know my dad. I think like he didn't like appreciate me as, as a man until like I got to be an adult. Right. And so like we, you know, I barely got to know my dad because like the window where he saw me and then he was pissed at me because I didn't go to med school for a few years in there. Um, you know, and so I, I just feel like I never got to really know my dad. Right. Um, and one of the things that, that sucked about that is that, you know, I, I remember that like people always wait until they know someone's dying to try and collect these like memoirs and these memories and record all this video and all this stuff. And I'm like, you look, half the time every day, I feel like I forget something else already. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think my memory is going to be there later anyway. Like I'm just not forgetful. I'm a pattern. I guess I'm a pattern guy. I remember the patterns. I don't remember um, generic, like specifics all that well. Right. But what I, what I wanted was to make sure I con contemporaneously sort of captured how I felt about things. Right. And I didn't want just a highlight reel. I didn't just want like this bragging reel about all the great things I did or accomplishments or fun things like that. I wanted it to be like my point of view on the world as the world was happening to me. And then that might change, right? So like revisit the same topic, you know, four or five, 10 times over the course of, of your life, right? So I wanted that. I wanted that, you know, not because like um, I think I'm going to die tomorrow, but because just in case you never know, right? right? And I wanted to make sure I minimally spent some time reflecting and talking to my son, right? That other part of me that I mentioned about like even Foundercraft's existence and, and sort of this mode of switching to like mentorship and being a teacher, becoming a dad, I think sort of enabled that mode more than anything else in me, right? Um, and, you know, I wanted more practice helping others. So it's helping more. I would always help with entrepreneurs as best I could be, but I really dove into it. It was like the only thing I did, you know, for the last couple of years. And so I think, like, like I said, um, the first post I wrote, the first letter I wrote was, you know, the 30 things I learned on the way to becoming 40. And I found out we had Salman when I was 40. I was 39 at the time. I started writing it and I just rushed to finish it before my birthday. But I got like these first, you know, 30 items down. Um, you know, ultimately, I, I always tell people the first and the last are kind of the only two that really matter if you really needed the TLDR. Right. Um, but, you know, but the idea is that. I, by, by compacting my knowledge, by trying to force myself to think about things um, and think about what I learned, I'm learning myself, but at the same time, I'm making sure he is at least aware of the mistakes that I made, right? Or the things that I learned. And it's not that I expect him not to make the same mistakes or not to make mistakes. That's part of the process, right? Um, but if he ever needed advice or guidance, maybe hopefully there's a letter to go to about it or somewhere to help him, you know, like at some point later in, in time, right? It's also just been a great exercise in mindfulness. So um, I only have a few letters now that I, I have a few kinds of letters that I like to write. Um, I write like, for example, every year on my birthday now, instead of like doing rapid lessons, I try to take away one lesson, life lesson from the year that passed, right? So I try to really reflect back on the year and I say, what was the most important thing that you know i learned from last year as opposed to trying to come up with a bunch of them or whatever it may be right. um on his birthday i also write a letter to summarize his last year of his life from my point of view just so that he's got like a little bit of a sense of who he was from my eyes um you know at, at that point and then on key birthdays or key events you know i'll also write sometimes like look we're getting older i have cousins and family that pass i write about them you know, uh, I commemorate them. So he understands the people who are important in my life as well. 
Dude, that that's phenomenal. And not only do you write incredibly well and very poignant, very heartfelt, and touching stories. The photos that you post. Look, the, the last one where, where you—I don't know who who took the picture, but you you and your boy. I, I think it was was it on a, on a railroad track or, or something. It was, it was a few weeks ago. Yeah, look, your your, your Instagram is uh, way beyond my anything that I can do because you got the lighting right. You even told me about a little stand, so. You you got to stand up to take your photos at the up angle. I bought that literally the next day that you told so me good. about it. <laughs> I'm you, you, we're listening. Yeah, I mean, so I, let me put it that way. I mean, don't, I think what you're doing just from the that letters to Solomon and, and so I posted that that link there just for others who can really get some um, some value from that. That that's an incredibly important thing to do, and I I applaud you for that, brother. Um, Appreciate it. Your, your kids, and, and you know this, right? Um, they absorb everything. Yeah. Everything. I mean, you, you always hear it from the old timers, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, they'll, time slips by, um, do it now before it's too late. Give me my flowers before I'm gone. You hear all, yeah. all these uh, colloquial, all, all these sayings, but what you're doing is real time and it, it matters. Right, because you and your wife are contributing to it, and it, it, it's better than a time capsule. It, it's better than putting it in a shoebox because it's real time and, and, and it's living. So keep doing it because I'm reading it, um, and, 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 and it's some really good stuff. It's well, you know, the, the other thing to it, James, is that I hope it inspires people to try and do something similar. Yes. You yes. know, um, ultimately. Yeah. Because too often what I hear is, oh, I wish I, I could do this. I'm like, you can do this. Yeah. You don't even have to write. If you like, if you just want to say it, get a video, you know, uh, you know, get your phone out and record a video. If you need, if you need someone else to ask you, just hit, let someone prompt a question to you and say it. But, you know, whatever it is, I think it's just super valuable, you know, and I've had dads write me many dads. I've been on a bunch of dad podcasts and parenting podcasts as well. And, um, and they're always like, oh, yeah, you know, like, and I'm like, I'm not doing something special per se. I'm doing something that all of us have the potential to do, but we don't necessarily make the time. to do. Well, I, I'm going to correct you because what you are, <laughs> what you're doing is, is special and it's not the norm. Right. And it's I, definitely not the norm. I, I wish it was the norm. So yeah. continue to do what you do, because, yes, you are inspiring us, uh, every, everyone, I think, in terms of what you're doing and kind of like, I, like I said earlier, you know, the world needs a hug right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and those types of, uh, of, of, uh, bits of feedback, those types of contributions are really helping, especially to our youth, uh, especially when it's a little guy that's running around in your house right now, uh, just wait until he starts eating all the food. I'm trying to get him to eat more, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I come downstairs and my guy is in the pantry uh, with the door closed, with his earphones on, and he's just eating everything that's in there. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Uh, but I love, <laughs> it. I love it, man. So, I mean, those are the things that, that we soak up. Um, we've talked about your business life. We've talked about your personal, your family life. Yep. I really want to talk about kind of some personal things that make up you on a day-to-day -day basis because we have a very 
similar routine, I think, right? In terms yeah. of how, how our days start. Um, so that, that picture that I posted, yeah, you, you don't you don't look like that anymore. I mean, you, you got you got a little you got a little upper <laughs> upper chest action going. Talk to the folks about uh, talk to the you folks make, you about make your chest look bigger, you know, by by removing the belly. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need. I should have cropped it just a little bit more. Yeah. That, that's what I, you know. Hold, hold on. Let, let let's crop just a little bit more. <laughs> but but you know, on on a real talk to us about uh, what you're doing to take care of yourself. Because again, from a, I'll call it a transformation, right? I mean, again, yeah. not, not that you were in anything bad back then, but dude, you look like you've definitely turned the clock back. Talk to us about what you're doing. You know, um, so I guess it, these things are all tied together, right? Like, you remember, I, I mentioned my dad died early when he was, you know, or when he was like 55 or six, right? I was 25. Um, we have like a great history of heart disease and diabetes and high cholesterol in the family. Uh, you know, we're West Indian. It, it, you know, my, all, my entire dad's generation, they all died, right? Like, like, like by 60, 65. Right. Okay. Um, one of my lessons to Solomon is like bellies are bad. Right. So like my dad had that one of those big bellies that was like hardened and it was always there, you know? Um, and I, you know, I've always tried to stay in shape. Like, you know, I, the gym was always like part of my routine. Um, you know, I graduated college, like 125 pounds. I was a super skinny kid growing up, super light. Oh. And then one summer gained 20 pounds of muscle, um, after, after college, <laughs> Right. Um, and I've always stayed a bit in shape, but it was never um, I, I went through fits and spurts of like caring and then not caring, you know, letting uh, doing really being really focused and letting go. Um, and then when I moved to Denver, um, I actually just decided I was like, well, you know, now I'm here. I don't have to be the San Francisco Greg anymore. Like, who do I want to be now? Right. Like, you know, like uh, it's a chance to. I wouldn't say reinvent, but it's to re-baseline who I am, right? Um, and, you know, like in, in San Francisco, me is like maybe like a pure startup technology person. I, I didn't necessarily want that to be the only way that people might think of me. And because it's not the only way I think of myself, right? Um, and so, like, you know, I have a lot of a couple other passions, you know, like fashion is, is one of them. Um, and That's and, true. And That's whatnot, true. Right. Uh, also not depicted particularly well in the former picture. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I might even, see, I didn't even bring that up as a topic because I remember you had a, a Google share. Of, yeah. It was suit of the week or suit of the yeah. maybe It was even suit of the day. Yeah. Suit so, of the day for 20 days. So a month like, straight. Come on. Come on, yeah. man. I, I I can't keep up with you. Um, I, well, I, I, you got, know. I got some decent, I got something decent in the closet, but. Every yeah. single day to come out with, it. oh my God. So, um, yeah, you know, so there's that. Uh, there's, there's fashion, but then fitness was another thing. And when we got here, um, I don't know, you know, something clicked to me. And I just said, like, well, um, it's interesting how all these things go together, like I was saying. So, obviously, my, my family's health history sort of was like one reason that fitness is always on my mind. Um, when, when, I, when Solomon was born, I had never watched YouTube at all, like ever. Right. And then suddenly I'm up all night and I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna, like, I don't know what else to watch. And I just started watching YouTube and it, YouTube just turned out to be this great place because I could find anything that I was interested in. And I was like interested in like 
you know, fitness was one of the things. So I started watching like, you know, you know, workout routines and other things like that. And I would, I would always go, to, I've always, I've gone to the gym at like five in the morning, probably since I've been like 23, 24. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, if I go to the gym, it's always like early, early in the morning, but I didn't always go to the gym. Like I had months where I'd hurt myself or, you know, et cetera, like that. Right. But longest I think I ever went without working out was maybe a year. Right. Um, but you know, that was sort of always like there, but what, what really got to me is I was watching this one kid and he did this contest every year called summer shredding, right? This guy, Christian okay. Guzman, he's got a YouTube channel. And I'm like, I watched him for three years and I'm like, why am I watching somebody lose weight? Right? Like, why don't I just do this? Right? Like, so, um, so, you know, and, and this was like in March-ish. I just come back from South by. I was as the probably the heaviest I'd been in the year. It was like 150. No, it was like 148 pounds, 149 pounds. I'd been drinking, eating crappy for like the whole part of a while. You know, we moved. We drove out I know like, South by. Oh, yes. You know, post-holiday weight. I just like, I didn't feel good at all. Right? And I was like, all right, I need to stop drinking. So I was like, forget it. I'll do, I'm going to enter this contest, right? So you, you pay like $20 and it's an online contest. So you just take pictures. And I'd never, ever done this before, right? I'd never shared a picture of myself like without a shirt on before either, right? Um, and so I just like, when I started like doing what I like had been learning passively, but never for practice, right? And so I started like dieting. I started working out more intently, started tracking all my workouts, um, and I've done this many, many times in the past. I've usually been the one rallying people to get back into shape or try to work out, do a thousand push-ups, whatever things we're going to do here and there. But um, I got into it and I went from 147 or eight pounds, like uh, right after South by early March to um, 126 pounds in June. Um, and I uh, didn't know it at the time, but I probably was around like 6% body fat, like, like when I did that cut. Um, and uh, you're, you're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. Well, so, so first of all, before you go on, so yeah. 100, 120 some pounds, your, your height though. Tell everyone your height. Uh, so I'm like about like five, five and a half. Yes. Okay. So See, I'm, 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 I'm six foot. Yeah. I'm, I'm six foot. And I, and I weighed in this morning at, uh, 185. I keep, I keep, I, which is still lean. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm not at 6%. Uh, yeah. I'm, 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 we can talk about that later too, but keep going. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. I just got committed to it. And it, it's, um, it's just something I enjoy because it has, it pays all these dividends, right? Like, yeah. Um, it, it keeps me, it keeps my mind energized. It, it helps me. Um, I love learning how to program my body like that. There's just this yeah. other whole sort of domain of things that um, it's really interesting and powerful to be able to do something that this is one thing I know other people can't do. Right. Like the, the like understanding the science of your body, being able to program it, having the will and the determination. Like I love that kind of mental challenge for myself is, is really powerful. Um you know, the, the health benefit, the longevity, I, it feels like an investment in being here for my son in the long term. Um, you know, look, at end of the day last year, I did enter, uh, I did my first bodybuilding show and I... Oh, what's, what's he got? You got medals there? Look at look at this. Yeah. He's got some hardware you know, to show. I got some medals to show for it too, so... Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, so that, you know... So, um, so that, was, that was your first show? 
That was my first show. It was December 1st. Um, I was, uh, I competed at, I, I think it was 133 for that show. So, so here's the journey. After I got down to 126, I was like, here's, now here's the interesting story of how everything I do overlaps with something else, right? Okay. Okay. So Foundercraft, my real goal, I've been working on this book actually uh, called um, Minimum Viable Person. And the idea is like a product manager's guide to life, right? And the whole idea of the MVP is so, uh, the minimum viable person is that you have like actually have all these commitments out in the world. And I'm trying to get founders to actually balance their life to not be all work, but to actually like invest in their health, invest in their relationships, invest in all these other parts of their, their life. And so I started, I got to thinking, I'm like, well, what would be the thing I could do? Like, I don't want to become a nutritionist and I don't want to be a trainer, but I need something to make sure that every founder is going to be like, okay, I'm going to listen to this guy. And I said, you know what? A picture of me on stage as a bodybuilder <laughs> would be the undeniable proof to, to STFU, right? And I'd be like, okay. This guy can run a startup and can do that. Like, oh, and he's a dad. And In his spare time. Like, okay. Right. And I was just like, I needed, I, I needed like a credential of some kind on this other part of my life or my experience to help them. Right. Like to help validate myself in making this case. And so it overlapped with this other dream, like this other idea that I was working on. And so I was like, great, I'll do the show. And so I walked December 1st and, you know, uh, I, I was in the master's category as well as 44. Um, I won, I got first place in my category cause there was no one else in it. Um, yes. no, I'm still, I'm yeah. still clapping. <laughs> you um, showed up because you were there. You won. That's it. Right. You, you put I, was, in the work. I showed up, you know, you can win sometimes for showing up. Um, I, I I'm proud of the other ones though. I got like third place. To, uh, I don't remember how many. I got four. I don't remember there's how many lot, medals. There's I got. a lot of lot of medals over. Uh, so I, but I beat one guy, and that's the one I'm actually proud of. Like I beat another guy who really was competing, right? Um, like so, um, I so I you know the, the third place actually means a lot more to me than the than the first place. Um, and I have a I have a couple of those. But the interesting thing, James, is I you know I was the shortest guy by like several inches. I was the oldest guy by like probably a decade. Uh, and I was the lightest guy by 35 pounds. So the guy that I beat for third place was competing at 170 and I was like 135. Right. Wow. So, um, after that I committed after the show, I basically committed that I want to do one more show a year for the next five years. Cause I want to win at 50, which would put me in the next category for masters. So are you trying for your pro card? Oh, I don't want to get a pro card. I'm not. I'm not okay. interested in that at all. Okay. Um, I. I just. I like it because it keeps. It forces me to stay very much in control and on top of my diet and my mental game throughout the year. Um, and just like the cherry on top is just the competition. I, I don't do. I. I will never compete to win per se. Like I don't think I have the genetics actually to win, right? Um, but I like. I, that's just a reward for doing the work, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You know? Okay. You know what? Maybe I should, uh, 
I'm not, I don't want to compete against you because you'll win. <laughs> and look, yeah, before you didn't take a lot of pictures with your shirt off, but now, you know, every other picture on Instagram, you know, I you got know, one whole Instagram account for that. If you want to see, right. him. <laughs> oh, I see him. Let me tell you something. I see him, you know, he, he's, you're flexing every day and I'm looking at him like, Oh my God, I need to do some more sit-ups every day. <laughs> to, to, to I don't do any sit-ups. <laughs> you know, my, my, uh, six pack is down to a two and a half pack after, yeah. after, after lockdown. So are you back in the gym? Because I, I was just able to, our gyms just opened two days ago. I've been back Did you go? the last two days. I've, I've been back every last two days, religiously early AM with my, so I will tell you, gloves on. I went, um, I went the first day they opened ours opened last week or this week, actually. And I went Monday and it was more full than ever. Um, and I went at the 6 a.m. slot and I was just like, Jesus, this is way worse than normal. Right. Like, so I, like I signed up, I have two gyms. The one that I went to is my, the larger gym and it's a 24 hour gym, which is why I went. Yeah. I used to go at three in the morning. Cause I, I wake up like three in the morning, three 30 in the morning, usually like or, or organically. And I don't like to waste time. So once I wake up, I'm like, well, I may as well go do my workout. And you know, like if you're doing cardio and whatnot, it's sometimes it's an hour and a half of working out, right? Because you got like 45 minutes of workout, then you got 45 minutes of cardio. You know, that that's like a lot of time early in the morning. And now they don't open till six. And so all the other people who would show up at five and at six are also there. Yep. And yep. I felt, I honestly, I just didn't feel very good about it. I live with my in-laws. I got two elderly people in the house. I got my son. Um, I just, I went the first day that you're not required to wear a mask while you're working out. Um, you, you know, like, and I just didn't feel very good about it. And so I was like, forget it. I'm not going back to that one. Um, I've been cycling. I started cycling last week, actually, for, for like first time ever, really. And, you know, I haven't had a bike since I was 18. Um, and I, I did 75 miles last week. I did about 40 miles this week and I crashed on Friday. Now my leg hurts. Um, <laughs> um, uh, largely because I started cutting for, for real for the show. Um, that's not funny, Eric. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so before you go, let me give you some context. Uh, yesterday, me and, and, and Eric actually did a, sh a, a segment on Atheon Live about the gyms that are just opening. Because, yeah. So he's a 24-hour fitness person. He went yeah. there as well. And you said the 6 o'clock uh, schedule or segment. So apparently yeah. they're they're tracking when you, you can only go in at but as it's open to six now so you get all the the boring yeah. people yeah so i mean that's literally what he was saying too right i go in <laughs> i didn't feel the exact same something's wrong so they went to another gym because they, they had the exact same yeah ill experience so, uh so i have two gyms and the other one which is closer to me which i can bike to opens Tuesday and I know all there's all even on normal days there's only like six people there. I know all the people. So even if there was fewer, I'll feel better being there at six than at the big one. Right. Okay. Um so if not, I'm gonna join Anytime Fitness, which is right near my house. It's 20 we have a club and then I can go in by myself. But I haven't trained at all. But I'll be happy to say this: I, I got in. I still benched one ninety five, like for rep, like for oh, six. You know, there, there you go. Show you know what? Uh, there, there, stop showing off. Really. First time back, I got two pairs of dumbbells home. That's all I had. Pair forty five, pair twenty five. <laughs> well, so I don't know. You can, can barely see it on the screen, but my eleven thirty at night 
COVID lockdown purchase, you know, impulse was, was, a Pel was a Peloton. Oh, um, you got an Echelon too. I've never ridden it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for keeping the economy going, brother. But uh, yeah. uh, this thing right here, believe the hype. Uh, I, I bought it. I'm, I'm on it. I'm, I'm going to get on it in about another hour. This, this is what kept me going for the last couple of weeks before my gym's open. I've gone in kind of been very timid, to be honest with you, just just wanting to make sure I, I had the, the, the mechanics back. Right? Yeah, haven't haven't tried to go back to my same level. I've, I've what, kind of what's the scene been though? Is it was it crowded or? Yesterday was not. Uh, I don't think everyone really paid attention to the CalFit website and said, hey, we're back open. So come in. Those right. Kind of things. And, and the hours are different. Today was a little more crowded. Uh, folks. I'm the only one and the workers that are wearing masks. Um, I don't like that, but, and every other piece of cardio is open, right? So they've got okay. one, one, one in between. So you, yeah. so you have some bit, bit of social distance, but you figure every, all the Nautilus equipment, all, all of those things are already <laughs> six feet apart. So right. they didn't have to move a lot of that equipment, but yeah. Uh, I'm I'm starting to feel it, you know. I, I got my, uh, my my glutamine in me right now because I was pretty sore uh, yeah. yesterday, so I ha had to do some recovery on that. I got my foam roller that I'll hit too, but yeah, I I agree with you 100, percent man. It's it, it's the mental thing, it's a spiritual thing, and it really does encompass every other thing that we do, right? I mean, if you you go in and put your whole heart and your whole effort into taking care of your mind, your body, and your spirit you're going to be better for yourself. You're going to be better for your family and you're going to be better for the sphere of influence that you have. So your, your, your work life and, and, and everything else around that. Yeah. It's, it, it's critical to do those things. So, um, uh, next show is when, uh, so if I do it, it will be August 22nd. Oh, you'll do it. Oh, you'll do it. I, <clears throat> so here's the thing. My goal was to be five pounds heavier every year that I compete, right? So, so I was 133 when I cut down for last year. My goal is to be at 138 this year. So what I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna look at how I look when I'm at 138 and see if I feel like it's, like, I don't wanna win, but I don't wanna be last, right? <laughs> so, um, That right there, put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, put that you know, <laughs> and, 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 and so, you know, here's the thing. I was bulking. Um, I went up. I was up from, uh, you know, from 133 in December. I would, when I started cutting, I was at 158, right? Like or when quarantine started, I was at 158, right? And my target weight was 170 for the end of May. And then I would have started cutting down to get to hopefully 130, like 140. Right. You know, like lose 30, 20, 30 pounds. You know, pick up a lot of fat in the process, right? Um and so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm better. I'm up right now. I can tell I'm up without the, like, without having a gym, right? Like my body fat's probably uh, like 10.5 today, right? At like 140, one and a half. You're killing me. It's a thing. But, but here's the thing, like the, the stupid shit, annoying stuff is this, right? Like anyone else at my body fat would look totally ripped. And I'm like still a West Indian dude. So I basically look like skinny, but not like ripped, right? Like, hold on. I'll find a photo. I'll find a photo. Cause I, cause I'm at, I'm at, you're at 14. I'm at 16. 
So, uh, and, and, and I've decided consciously that I will never be sub 10. I don't want to be sub 10, but I, my goal is 12. So I'm, I'm at 16 right now. Well, I'm at 10 and a half. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> my goal is seven. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was eight. So, I was 8% from our last show. So that's why, uh, that's why seven is, you know, fellow, uh, gym addict and gym, gym, fanatic, uh, Eric Burks on the line right there. You know, he, he's giving you a little, little love, but that, that's, that's pretty lean brother. That's, okay. I like it. I like it. Here, this, this was, uh, I sent you link. This was December 1st. This is what, this is what 8% looks like on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do it let's see here <laughs> well first of all folks uh you know th this is the man's site right here and this is what i'm you know these are the pictures that i get every day right i mean th this guy's walking around with no shirts on that's my normal feed now now it's yeah, not no, no, he, he he's flexing with 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 metals all over him and everything yeah, that was a show. There you go. <laughs> this this guy right here is it's just impressive all right, let's, let's let's see what we got here. This was shoot, this was the photo shoot before my show, so that's like that's what eight percent looks like on me. Dude, you look uh, you're a bad man right there. <laughs> you, you, you you've always been a uh, uh, eccentric with the hairstyles too. <laughs> yeah, I, well, that's my show here, right? <laughs> we we can have a whole nother show about that, right? Just you know, the the fashion, the hairstyles. Uh, the suits, we, 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 can go for, for hours about that, but yeah, you, yeah. you, you, you got it going right there, but you, you're going to do all right. You're, you're going to do all right. <laughs> I love it. So, I love yeah. It. I, you know, I'm, I'm a character, I guess they say. <laughs> you're, you know, you're, you're multidimensional and that's, that's, that's great. I mean, I mean that, I mean, really that that's commendable because you, you've got, I guess in, in in summary, right? I mean, you've got so many things going on. You've seen so many things. You you've done so many things, right? From a business and and from a personal perspective. And you, and you take a lot of that experience and you, and you impart that on folks around you through Foundercraft and through some of the other things that you do. But you focus on a work life balance. You know, my my old employer had had that kind of as a mantra. You you, you don't just work all day every single day worrying about a dollar you you focus on and uh, let me know if i'm putting words in your mouth but you focus on what's important to you society and 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 what makes you happy and what kind of change that you can make right again i i worked for apple for 10 years so you're trying to make that dent that dent in the universe right it, yeah it, I, I will say this, James, and I, I'm guilty of doing this myself, <clears throat> is we all have a lot, like even us, we, we still invest in our fitness, but for me, a lot of it becomes like part of the job too, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think like the reminder you have to give yourself constantly is that it's a privilege and you should be grateful for it, right? Like to have it, to have the ability to do it, you know, um, and to be able to have the time and the luxury to invest in yourself is something that you should value. And, and 
you know, the day gets slotted up into like this time, this time, this time, this time. And, you know, we usually don't, it's easy to not stop and take a breath and appreciate that you have that time to do it. Right. Yeah. And that, and that as much as it may feel like work that you're getting something out of it. Right. Like, and, and, and remember that you are getting something out of it because I think that that <clears throat> ultimately is the fuel for it to keep going. Right. Yeah. Um, cause you know, as you know, you've been an entrepreneur as well, you know, all pursuits in life require fuel and energy, right? And, right. uh, that fuel tank is only refueled by being able to, um, acknowledge the progress you've made to look forward to the thing that's to come. Right. Uh, and to be grateful for the things that you have already. Right. Like, and so, you know, without that kind of perspective on things, it's easy to deplete your energy to or you know interest or or desire to do anything almost yeah that's pretty heavy there i, I gotta think about that a little bit that's um that, that that's very introspective as well right because if you, if you don't appreciate where you are today how are you going to appreciate where you're trying to go i i think from, from a from a summary perspective i, I think i'll yeah. put it that way um Dude, you're you're a special guy. <laughs> I, I I really and I, I want this recorded. I want this known. You are a good dude, right? Uh, congratulations on everything on on the successes, on the failures, on the on the journey, right? You you you've been there, you've been back, and what you're doing is you're 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 sharing, right? You you're you're you're, you're helping those coming behind you avoid some pitfalls and you're helping them to you're, you're guiding them in the right direction. So for that, we fellow business people, we fellow entrepreneurs, we fellow folks that are in, 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 in the business world say, thank you for that, for caring about where you are, where you came from kind of thing. Uh, I thank you for being a good father. Uh, definitely thank you for being a good husband as well. Um, I will never get to 10% or 10.5 like that. So, so I, I would have a four letter word or something to say to you about that right now, but, uh, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good when I, I get to my 12%. It's coming. We, we, you, you know how to fix it. You just don't want to fix it. That, let's be clear. <sighs> <laughs> and that's an okay choice. All right. <laughs> I have different goals. My, 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 my goal, my goal is 12%. And so my, my, I'm like, I'm at 186 today. My goal is 195, 12%. Which is huge. Um, I mean, like, if you think about it, that, that's such a big difference. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> that, is, that is way harder than my goal. Let's put it that way. All right. Like, I can move fat and muscle quickly and get down to a number. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I've got till October. I got till my, uh, what am I now? 50, uh, 51. I don't know. Yeah. Well, October 28th, my next birthday. That, that, that's my, that's my next goal. When I don't see when, when you get over 50, dude, you start, these are, these things. Yeah. Start it, it definitely gets harder and harder every year, man. So <laughs> I love it. That's uh, okay. Eric, 22% is lots of room for yeah. food. Well, you know, again, he he's been locked down COVID too, right? You know, he, yeah. he he's an ice cream guy though. So this guy, by the way, fifteen is like under twenty ain't bad. 
Like, you know, and I, I recommend most people be like, you know, around 20 is pretty, is pretty okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that that's true, right? Re reality and what you can achieve and maintain without going through cuts and bulks and food preps and all that. I mean, yeah. just, just being comfortable, be, being healthy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, mid, mid twenties is, is fine. You know, we, we've, we've just got some, 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 some deviated goals than, than what uh, I think everyone, the majority of. Totally. I don't recommend any of the crap I do to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would love to see. So next photo you post on Instagram, please post like your refrigerator, your, your, your food prep or, you know, the, the, I, either, I think this uh, is the same food every day. <laughs> Protein, you know, French that, 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 yes. That's my daily food. <laughs> Hold on. You know, the stack that you go through every day, your protein, your freeze, what, whatever the case may be. It, it's, yeah. Well, it's I'm, 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 eating, I'm eating 1,600 calories a day. So. Wow. Yeah. And my, my RMR is like 1,700, 1,750. So like, I'm not okay. like off by a huge amount. Like, you know, I, I got tested for like what my RMR was. And, yeah. uh, Cause I, I'm, I'm light, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm a small guy. You know, in general. So, like, I just don't have the same kind of dietary. You know, I, this is what I found out, by the way. Everyone's like, "Oh, two thousand calories." I'm like, if I eat two thousand calories, I basically gain weight, <laughs> which is great when you want to bulk, right? Like, yeah. but, but like, yeah. it really sucks. Like last year, there were days when I was eating eleven hundred calories a day. That was not nice. <laughs> I don't even want to. I don't even want to know or talk about because I bet you were just grouchy. And you learn. You you learn a lot about yourself when you're eating eleven hundred calories a day. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but I will say you, for everyone who thinks this is not, I don't recommend what I'm doing per se, but the discipline, like every little bit of the discipline you can introduce into your life, I think is good. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and by the way, I'll, I'll share my four, my four tips. I, when I, I, I'm not a coach, but I, I do give people advice if they ask me. Right. And I, I share with them that there's like the four R's that I recommend for how to lose weight. If you're trying to lose weight. It's very, very simple, right? Um, step one is refrain. Like I'm a big fan of intermittent fasting. So I think if you manage your eating window, even at all, you will see an improvement most likely, assuming you can do it. The second R is record. Um, <clears throat> just capture, start keeping track of what you do. I, ideally use an app, but if you don't want to use an app, write it down. Just at least mentally take note. The awareness is what creates consciousness around it. The third R is to replace. So find the crappy things you eat and just replace them with better versions. You like potato chips? Great. Eat baked potato chips. Don't eat fried ones, right? Like you like um, this kind of meat, maybe switch it up for turkey or something else once or twice a week or whatever it may be. And then the first, uh, the fourth one is reduce, uh, which is actually then changing your calorie intake. And so you get a, you have a lot of wiggle room before you actually change the number of calories you eat just by changing those other things. And they will all have a net return uh, for you in just managing your weight, if that's your goal, right? Like, um, and I don't force people, when I give people this advice, I'm like, don't do the second one until you can do the first one, right? Like, so if you can't get the first one done, oh, that's good point. not yeah, useful yeah. to do the second one, right? Yeah, that's so good point. if you can't start to control when you eat, you will not be able to muster the control to do any of this other stuff, you know? Yeah. So like getting a 12-12, like fasting, that's fine. Totally fine. Like everyone could do 12-12, right? Like just make it so easy for yourself. And then you start to switch it up, right? Like 
And then everyone who's done fasting, we said, I, did, I never thought I could do it. Now they can do 24-hour fast because it's you build up, you build up your way to it, right? <clears throat> and those four things, just simple things, nothing complicated. You make your way there, right? And then you find what makes you happy, and you will lose weight, I guarantee you. Because ultimately, losing weight is all about – it's just math. It's how many calories you put in your body and how many, you know, Got you it. burn. Right. It, it's uh, Counting macros is all math. Yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen – this is why I brought this man on, on camera to just have him talk. I, I, I don't even need to talk. I, 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 just, I just set him up with really three <laughs> subjects. And we, we, we said we were going to go for 30 minutes. We've gone for an hour. And I, 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 I'm just going to say I hope that this was beneficial. I hope this was valuable for me. I, 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 when I went off screen, you guys, I was taking notes. Right? I, I had stuff down like... The, the minimal minimal viable person, person yeah. oh yeah I, look I'm, I'm writing stuff down so so i can, can take this back right and, <laughs> and the four hours uh i've got those memorized now you see uh my, my friend eric is, is wanting to see this in this video as well so for that i'm saying again thank you brother i mean yeah. for the time thank you for the information thank you for you um tell the folks how they can get in contact with you if they either want to talk business, fitness, or they just want to learn about sure, absolutely. Life um, Colorado dad. You obviously, uh, you, my, I'm on Instagram gregariously, but if you want fitness, it's fit by default, fit X default, but feel free to email me, uh, gregarious at foundercraft.com. You can put it up on the screen too, if you like. Um, but uh, that's my email address. Feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to chat with anybody. <clears throat> you know, um, I don't really care about the topic. Like I said, I view success as being is trying to be as well-rounded as possible. And so um, I have obviously we all have experience in, in multiple parts. I think where I'm good is leveraging my experience to make sure, like, if there's anything useful that I can make applicable to you, I will. And, and I will put all of those links and this email kind of in the show notes as well, because I think I, I, I told you I'm going to pull the video down, throw that up on YouTube, pull the audio down, put that on pad podcast. So this content will continue to live and uh, I think be a benefit and a value to folks who take a, take the time out of their day to listen to it. So with, with that, Greg, thank you, brother. Get back to your family. Enjoy the rest of your night. I will see you virtually in the gym tomorrow morning. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be there 3 o'clock. <laughs> my, gym, my, my gym's are still on, on, on special COVID hours, so I'll be there at 7 a.m. I will be there at 7 a.m. I'm waiting for them to go back to normal hours so I can, like, be alone in the gym again like usual. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah, and, and what you just sent me in, in our in our back channel, I will make sure that folks... Yeah, that, uh, that was the original origin post for the Minimum Bible person. Definitely. Okay, I will... You know what? I will actually turn that into... We're all content creators, right? I'll turn that into a post on, on infotainment news, right? That's, that's, that's what we do, right? <laughs> Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Have a, have a Thank great you, day. Thank you again. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Man, I will talk to you soon. Thank you, everyone, for watching. I'm James Six, as you know, on infotainmentnews.net or at James Six Twitter, Instagram, all those good places. I will see you next time. Be safe. Be good.